All right, welcome everyone to Beyond Sunday, the podcast with Pastor Paul and Josh Sweetman, Youth Director here at Maranatha Christian Reformed Church. And we are on episode 28. This is pretty exciting. And today we get to, uh, well, first, how are you doing, Josh? I'm doing well, thanks. Yeah. Excellent, Uh, excellent. That's good. Yeah, another gorgeous day, a little bit crisper this morning, minus eight when I got up, so that's all right, though. It's uh, still springtime, or almost spring, anyway. And so this past Sunday, um, I was preaching at another congregation, and Josh, you were leading, and you led us in a worship service that um, I think fit extremely well with kind of the time of year we're in uh the season of lent within yeah. the christian calendar and tell us yeah. a little bit about lent what is lent and why is it uh that we pause and reflect at this time yeah i mean you know like the season of lent you know i mean uh i think we we got into this when we began uh yeah the series in lent but looking at Lent is those 40 days between Ash Wednesday, which happened in February, and then to, to Easter, which uh, will be that uh, April 5th, I believe it is this year, but right around, the, but it's that 40 day period and that, that time of remembering uh, our sins, how we fall short, uh, you know, there's uh, with Ash Wednesday, you know, the whole idea is, you know, from from dust you were made and from dust you will return. So it's kind of uh, reminding us of our, of our humanness and of that, uh, that fall into sin. And, you know, we look at this for these 40 days and then uh, by Easter, we're like, Whoa, man, this is, this is a lot, but we realize how much we are in need of a savior. And that's where we get to the wonderful story of Easter, the uh, resurrection of Jesus after his atoning death on the cross. And so we're able to yeah look look at our sins throughout this time and look at our our brokenness both in ourselves and in our world reflect on that and see why we are in need of a savior and so that's kind of the idea of lent and that was kind of the idea of what we uh where we kind of went with things on sunday yeah and and um you you landed on lamentations yeah past sunday and yeah. I love that we have the opportunity to go a little bit deeper into, um, you know, what you were, uh, what the Lord was leading you to, to preach on and to lead through in um, his word. And, yeah. and I loved how you, you tied it together with, um, you know, being a year, because uh, this past Sunday was exactly a year since, uh, well, that was a year ago, uh, I believe it was March 15th. Yeah, uh, was the the first Sunday that we canceled church due right. to the pandemic, right? And went. Uh, I think we recorded it last minute, or not really last minute, but Saturday morning. All of a sudden, we recorded and then went <laughs> online only yeah. for it. Um, yeah. So yeah, share with us a little bit how how that kind of got you thinking and leading in this direction, and then uh, maybe into how you chose to land on lamentations. Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, like you mentioned, it was a year since the COVID-19 pandemic became a pandemic, and we had to cancel church that first Sunday, and 
it was weird. And I remember being in that service and we recorded all the different elements and then we put them all together. And uh, I remember thinking at the time, you know, oh, well, you know, maybe, you know, we'll do this for a couple of weeks and then we'll be back once we figure this out. And turns out that was not how things would go. Uh, we ended up not coming back in person. I think it wasn't until June that we came back uh, in person and only uh, partially with, uh, yeah. you know, a lower number of people. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, we're still, we're still at that today. Yeah. We're still, we're still following those guidelines. And so, uh, you know, really all of that got me thinking like, wow, I mean, this has been a long time. And I know for myself, you know, you, you do have times where you're sitting there and it feels hopeless because, you know, you've, uh, you know, even though it's kind of, you know, you're getting used to how this operates now, it's, it's still weird because, you know, it's like, man, this has been a year where I know for myself and in my role, like, you know, the kids haven't been up front, like sitting on those front steps for a year. And I thought, man, you know, and even, you know, seeing some of them on Zoom, you know, you see like, wow, I mean, they've grown so much. And I see it in my own kids. Yes. They've grown so much over the past year. And so I I miss a lot of that. You know, you feel like you've missed time. And right. so, you know, there's this lamenting that happens. And so that got my brain kind of going of saying, all right, where do we find some lament in scripture and uh, lamentations is one of those places where we find a lot of uh, a lot of lament going on. And I alluded to it on Sunday. I mean, the 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 book itself, Lamentations, Funeral Songs, I mean, is what this week, I mean, like, boy, I mean, right there, I mean, you can sense the the lament that is going on uh, in Lamentations. So that's what kind of led me to go there and to look at okay what is where is lamenting in scripture and where does and how does that bring us to where we sit today in our current situation yeah and so so um yeah how how is um our lament say with some of the things that we're missing like seeing one another seeing the kids up front in church uh uh, you know just not being able to visit family like we would like to your family desperately wants to come out yeah. visit with you guys for some reason yeah, yeah right uh, anthony or something like that right yeah. and yeah. no like uh there's all these things going on in a world that's so different um we're seeing it in care homes care facilities uh just funerals very different with uh what people yeah. are allowed or not allowed to do weddings huge impacts all around and so there's lots of reason for us to lament those things but yeah. what was it that the israelites and Jeremiah, the author of Lamentations, was lamenting um, at that time. Yeah, I mean, and and this is again where we where we dove in on Sunday of saying like, okay, yeah, we lament all of these things as you mentioned for the people of Israel and for Jeremiah. They are here lamenting the destruction of the capital city of Jerusalem, and this all happens during the Babylonian invasion, uh, and this is. And this is a this is a big deal for the people of Israel. Again, we hit on this on Sunday a little bit of, you know, this was the you know Jerusalem is you know the capital, the the epicenter of uh, where things are happening for the people of Israel. I mean, this is where the temple was. This is where 
you know, people are making pilgrimages to go to Jerusalem for these festivals. And this has been going on quite some time. And then uh, to, to have this destroyed, uh, they're lamenting that fact because this was, this was a huge part of their lives and now it's gone. And so they're lamenting this loss of this capital city, which was so important to them and important to their faith. And so they're wondering, okay, what's what's going on? What is what is happening? And it leads them to those, to that lamenting and also that questioning of, okay, God, what is what is going on uh, in this city? And we hear that through the poetic words of Jeremiah in this book. Yeah, and it it talks about um, you know the the mourning, the uh, the tears. Um, how they've been overtaken by the pursuers, uh, yeah. the roads um, are full of mourning, the yeah. priests are, are groaning, and, um, and then it says here, her foes have become the head, this is verse 5 of chapter 1, her enemies sure. prosper because the Lord has afflicted her for the multitude of her transgressions. Yeah. Her children have gone away captives before the foe. What does that mean, the multi multitude of her transgressions and that the Lord has afflicted her? What I thought Babylon took her over. What's going on here, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, and that's what's, and that's, yeah, the that's interesting. And, you know, like we didn't get a lot to this part. But, yeah, I mean, this does happen, as you mentioned, during the Babylonian invasion. But we see this as a... Um, result of Israel's walking away from God, you know, throughout the whole book of Jeremiah, which the, he also authored and wrote and was this prophet to the people of Israel, you know, we see Israel turning away from God. So even, uh, even though they have this place of Jerusalem, uh, you know, there, there are other nations and other gods around that they think, ah, oh, well, maybe this would be the answer to some of our problems. And, uh, it's not, and it's a it's a problem when they start worshiping these other gods and getting uh, involved with these other nations. And so, um, in in that regard, you know their their capital Jerusalem is taken by Babylon. And does God let this happen? Yes. Now, I mean, uh, again, uh, this is it's a uh, it's tricky here, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't exactly equate uh, our situation that we're living in and lamenting in that way that, you know, that uh, COVID could be, you know, a result of us walking away from God. I do see it, though, as, you know, an, both presented opportunities for us to turn our hope to the one true God in both scenarios. So our lamenting is going to lead to questions as to why this is happening. And, uh, you know, there are multiple ways we can go and look at our situation and say, okay, you know, what are some answers? But to look at the only true hope, both for Israel and for us, is this hope that we have in God, that he will deliver his people and that, you know, in these times of brokenness, which ultimately is this result of sin, 
we need to rely on God and not ourselves to save us from these situations. So I think that's where I would I would go with that uh, if I had to. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Um, we we. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Our, our society maybe is is geared to this. I don't know if it's social media per se or if it's just <laughs> our hearts or whatever. But yeah. we, we tend to want to uh, dwell mm-hmm. um, in, in the hopelessness or the, the lament stage. And we have been for quite some time. And I'm getting a sense that people are getting a little bit frustrated and tired of it all. Uh, sure. At a time, perhaps, when with uh, some variants coming out, um, mm-hmm. vigilance is, is really necessary, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, you think about war times, maybe in occupied territories, and and you're getting weary of being occupied. And you know that the liberators are coming, and you don't want to, you don't want to upset the apple cart too early because right. that would just bring more pain and suffering upon you. Um, so you mentioned hope. Um, really, your message kind of keyed in on a passage of hope, and I think it was chapter three. Uh, what were the verses again? I think 57 and 15 through 59. All right. So I think let me just find yeah, that go ahead. for you. So you came near when I called on you and you said, do not fear. You've yeah. taken up my cause, O Lord. You have redeemed my life. You have seen the wrong done to me, O Lord. Judge my cause. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, just uh, expand on that just a wee bit. Yeah, sure. I mean, so here again, we see, uh, we see Jeremiah saying, okay, you know, God, you know, we're calling out, we're, we're lamenting these facts that Jerusalem has been overtaken and we've been calling out to you and, and, uh, do you hear us? And so here it's saying, you know, Hey, when we called, you came near and, and that's, that in itself is such a comfort that, you know, their cries of lament and of questioning weren't falling on the deaf, on deaf ears. You know, God heard these calls and likewise, he hears our calls of lament and he does come near to us and he comforts us, you know, um, you know, uh, really, I mean, again, echoes of that, of the famous Heidelberg Catechism question answer one only comfort in life and in death uh, is uh, you know faithful savior Jesus Christ and so there we see this again little glimmer of hope of like hey when all of this seems to be crashing around here is God coming near to us and saying do not fear after that we we looked at some other examples of scripture where this where this do not fear or do not be afraid phrase comes up. Now I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the accuracy of this, but um, my father-in-law is a middle school teacher and uh, he teaches a Bible class. And so uh, he listened to the sermon on Sunday and then I was talking to him on Monday and he said, it's interesting you brought up the do not fear, do not be afraid, because they have like a Bible trivia deal in their Bible class. And from from what he said, and again, I, I can't check this directly, but in the Bible, there's 
a lot of references of do not be afraid. And it seemed that there were like 365 times that's mentioned in the Bible, which is crazy because that's also the days of the year. And so imagine that, that every day, you know, we're hearing God saying, do not be afraid, do not fear. Uh, you know, I am, I am with you. Uh, uh, you know, we hear it in Jesus' words in, in Matthew 28, you know, I am with you always till the very end of the age, you know. And so this do not fear, this, you know, we, yeah. we trust that God hears us and then comes near to us and says, do not be afraid. And now, does that mean like our fear is going to boom, like go away? Uh, you know, you know, no, I mean, I don't, I don't think our fear just kind of goes, goes away that it's still, it's still there. We're not, uh, you know, we're not in the, the new heaven and the new earth, but we have the hope that, you know, even in our lament that God is still at work and that he is renewing us and this world. And so, so yeah, are are we still going to be afraid? Are things going to, you know, be scary? Yes, but are they as scary when we live in the hope of Jesus? Uh, no, they're not as scary. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, that, that's the that's the that's the good part about that. Yeah, as you're describing that, uh, what kind of came to mind is a child, you know, that wakes up in the middle of the night after having a nightmare and is afraid, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and calms down as soon as mom and dad gets in the room, right? Um, that sense of God's presence with us does, um, on the one hand, it, it eases our fears. But at um, the same time, I remember uh, noticing uh, when, when the disciples were afraid for the life in the midst of the storm on the Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. They were afraid that they were going to die. They woke up Jesus and um, he calms the storm and asked them, why were you afraid? Don't you, don't you trust me? And after they saw him calm the storm, they were more afraid because of yeah. his power, right? And uh, and so there's that sense, that double sense with the Lord, right? We, yeah. we can, um, I think the Israelites were, were putting their faith and trust in some of those things of, you know, we have the temple, we have this, we have that, right? Yeah. And and we're forgetting who the person behind the temple was, who who God really is. And, and this this exile, this this punishment from God to them was to remind them of who he is and the right relationship, the real relationship, his closeness, his nearness, his truth, his love, his kindness, his graciousness, his justice, right? It, it mentions right. justice there. And um, yeah, and so while God doesn't always take away our fears or doesn't always take away our situations, uh, his presence overcomes them, right? And he is strong when we're weak and and that sort of thing. And so uh, how did that lead then into the last uh, passage sure. there that you read from Lamentations? There were others. You mentioned uh, Job and, and Psalm right. 22 as well, <laughs> both beautiful uh, mm-hmm. testimonies to God's faithfulness uh, in the midst of difficulties. Um, and, and Jesus yeah. himself quotes from Psalm 22 on the cross. Uh, yeah. But uh, what was it? Uh, Lamentations 519. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I'll just read it. Uh, sure. You, O Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures to all generations. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, we're, we're led to this part, right? I mean, so the book of Lamentations, 
you know, that first part, chapters one and two, very lamenty and questioning of what is going on? Why is this happening? We get the glimmer of hope in chapter three, like we mentioned of, you know, God, you're, you come near to us. You hear our call. Finally, at the end, it's like the ultimate hope of God, you reign forever and you're going to reign from generation to generation. You didn't stop reign. You know, just because Jerusalem is destroyed, it does not mean you, God, are destroyed. You are still on the throne. And uh, wow, what a what a powerful reminder that God reigns from generation to to generation, to generation, uh, you know, it speaks of his faithfulness. And, you know, we see it throughout scripture where he delivers his people again and again, whether it's delivering them from Egypt, whether it's delivering them out of captivity that we find throughout the prophets, and then ultimately delivering all his people through Jesus and his atoning death and then glorious resurrection and defeating our enemies of sin and death. And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's this, it's this awesome promise of a hey, God, you are going to reign. And that can be, uh, you know, for, for us today, uh, sometimes that can be hard to remember. There are so many other things that vie for our attention that, promise us, you know, relief from whatever ails us. And yet those things are going to go away. Those things wear off. Uh, you know, they don't, they don't, uh, they don't last forever. Uh, those, they just don't, uh, you know, I think about it, you know, if, uh, you know, you, you hurt yourself, you know, you scrape your knee or whatever, and, you know, my, son does this all the time and he falls on his bike and he scrapes his knee and you know okay so we put a band-aid on it but uh sooner rather than later uh that band-aid falls off and he right. freaks out uh because <laughs> that band-aid falls off and now this this small scratch or wound or whatever is exposed again and oh i don't want to see it and he is so distraught when this band-aid just doesn't last you know whether it's because he's taken a bath or his clothes rub up against it that band-aid doesn't stay on it it falls off again and again and so it, that doesn't last forever it wears off it's it's done and yet here in lamentations 5 19 we have this promise that god reigns forever it's not just a temporary deal it's not conditional he reigns forever and wow, isn't that great? And because we're filled with the hope of Christ, we now can go out and share that good news uh, that God, in fact, does reign forever, that Jesus has defeated our enemies of sin and death. And we can share that good news with those around us. And, and uh, yeah, I think that that's, that's, the, that's the message of hope, right? And, and something maybe that we need in the dark days, whether that be through a pandemic or through other personal things. And that's the, that's the word of hope we need. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's awesome, Josh. Um, yeah. yeah. I really thank you for, for leading us through that and yeah. uh, through this today, this has been really good. Uh, as always, uh, it's a pleasure to get together to record this together and, yeah. um, yeah, just uh, 
maybe give us a final word to uh, to take us into the rest of this week when maybe we're not getting the answers, you know, for openings or whatever as hopefully or as quickly as we would hope for, or even just missing our family and friends. Uh, what's what's a good word? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, this week, you know, maybe you are feeling a bit hopeless wherever you are. Maybe you're feeling completely hopeless at the end of your rope. And uh, the fact of the matter is, is that God is still faithful to his people. That does not stop. That is a yes, a resounding yes, as we mentioned on Sunday, that God is faithful. And if you are feeling hopeless and at the end of your rope, uh, God is the answer. So go to him, pray, uh, you know, um, remember the times that he has delivered you before. Go to his word, dive into some of these stories from him delivering the Israelites from Egypt to, you know, the judges to whatever. Find yourself in the word of God. Find yourself in these stories where God has delivered his people and remind yourself again that he, God is faithful. He will deliver you. Does it, does it come in our timing all the time? No, but will God deliver his people? Can we live in the hope of Jesus that, uh, that we not only have hope and a renewed purpose in this life, but hope for life eternal? Absolutely. So hold tight to that. That's what I would say. All right. Awesome. Thank you, and uh, God's blessings to everyone, and uh, lean in to the hope that he gives every day. Amen.